Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, have you nominated yet for the 2019 Newark and Shearwood Sports Awards? Time has almost run out if you haven't. 24 hours left. Active for today are back at Sport HQ. One last reminder. We catch up with Matthew Revel to find out how Claypole are getting on in their quest for a new cricket pitch. And it wouldn't be Wednesday, would it, without all the not fast news. I'm Tony Smith. He's finally arrived. And we are live, don't mumble, we are live on FM and DAB. This is Radio New York Sport. And these are the headlines. Newark Flow Server back to fifth in the table after a single goal victory at Gresley last night. Greg Smith scoring the match winner. That's his third goal in two matches played. Boston United have no less than three Newark youngsters in their under-16 side. Josh Burkett has been joined by goalkeeper Harry Chapman and centre-forward Alfie Price. All three played in the 3-2 victory over Peterborough United on Saturday with outstanding saves from Harry, an assist from Jock, Jock? Josh even, and two goals, of course, from Alfie Bryce. This Saturday, they take on the might of MK Dons in the National Cup. Newark Town Under-18 Warriors collected their first victory of the season with a 6-1 victory over Gonnerby in Division 2 of the Notts Youth League. Jack Grays and Oliver Ward, both netting a brace. And another good day for Fernwood Sword Club in the Yorkshire League event, with Arthur Eakin and Ethan Dakin winning gold medals in the under-14s and the under-12 categories, respectively. Regis Sugden made it four victories from four item outings in his professional boxing career, with a convincing points win at Mansfield on Saturday. Deep breath. Jaguars Wheelchair Basketball Club opened their new season with a victory over the Blackhawks at Woking. After last season's relegation, they have a much stronger team this time round with older players returning, younger players promoted to the first team. Great things are expected. And a special mention to Newark Strider Kate Driscoll who completed a tandem freefall parachute jump and a half marathon weekend in support of the Rafa Association. The parachuting was moved from Saturday to Sunday at late notice due to unsuitable weather, which meant missing the workshop half marathon. So she went out there and ran the 13.1 mile solo on Saturday in the cold and the rain. Now that's keen. You finally made it then. Yeah, good evening, Tony. If you're Tony Smith, as you announced at the start of the show, does that mean I've got to be Mick, Mad- Mick Bradley? Does that mean I've got to talk rubbish for 58 minutes? Well, you would talk rubbish for a full hour if you was here on time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault, as I've already explained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, sometimes... I've just had to change the names yeah, of the guilty right. here. Yeah. 
Evening, Luther. You was blaming the wife. You was blaming Luther. You come in here, Alexis will back me up on this, you was blaming Luther. Well, basically, that's only because it was her fault, but I'm no doubt I'm in the wrong. You will be. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, three quick stories, and, you know, we both love sport, don't we? But I've got three stories here, which, which makes you wonder, why bother? Former British cycling... and You just watch your opinions on this. OK. Former British cycling and Team Sky doctor Richard Freeman apparently will admit to a medical tribunal that he told a lot of lies <laughs> and that he ordered the banned substance to rest the show. Let me get it right. Mr Freeman is charged with ordering the banned substance in May 2011 to give an unnamed rider a boost to his performance. Can I name him? Nope. <laughs> he, he will claim that the 30 chassis were not for the athlete, but were ordered on behalf of ex-British cycling and Team Sky coach Shane Sutton. Mr Sutton has apparently denied the claim. <clears throat> moving on before you swiftly. make it... Moving on swiftly. <laughs> Berry have been given a 35-day yes. extension after a winding-up petition was brought by the HM Customs and Revenue and has been adjourned and again in the High Court. Now, the reason for the adjournment is they found out they've probably paid too much to the HM Customs and Revenue over the past few years, and there's a rebate to come <laughs> by the people that's trying to shut them down. And Arsenal will, and Arsenal will offer counselling to the captain. Uh, this, is, this is the one I'd like to comment on. Granite Xhaka, after his anger confrontation with the home fans during the 2 or draw at Crystal Palace on Saturday, the Swiss midfielder was booed while walking off the pitch, prompting him to cup his ear, walk past the manager and storm down the tunnel. He also actually threw the captain's armband on the floor and took his shirt off before he left. Don't say that bit on here, but he did. Um... Is uh, uh, yeah, not yet. Uray Emery said he is upset, devastated and very sad. Mm. It is not only yesterday and today. He has a feeling that the supporters don't like him. <laughs> the <laughs> the <laughs> He's not wrong. The Gunners manager said he did not want to speak about <laughs> whether Jacket will lose the captaincy or not. I mean, Arsenal's got form in this, haven't they? Yeah. It, it, it's happened before. Yeah, but, I mean, if anybody didn't see Match of the Day um, at the weekend, <coughs> or Match of the Day 2, whatever, did they play Saturday or Sunday? Um, Can't remember now, um, but I, either of Sunday. Them, one of the pundits was Ian Wright, who is Arsenal's record all-time league goal scorer. And... He was had to be virtually restrained by the, uh, the I think it was Chapman in the uh, chair, because he wanted to carry. It's, it's a bit like you and me. He wanted to carry on his rant, but was uh, <laughs> but, 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 but was stalled. And it's a real shame because he would have spoken the truth about that. And this guy's been offered counselling. He oh. should he should be offered a boot up the backside and kicked out of there. Yeah, but he's clearly not good enough to play for Arsenal. He's clearly not good enough to be an Arsenal captain. But, you know, if I support a football team, if I support any team, I support that team. It's not Granite Jacker's fault that he's playing in that team. If he's not good enough for him, the manager should not be picking him. It's Yet alone having a, a ballot to, to see who's going to be captain. I don't blame Granite Jacker for this. I blame the manager. It's a real shame that when he took his shirt off as he approached the tunnel, 
that he didn't throw it because there'd been no debate. It'd have been slung out. It's a shame. It's a real shame he carried it down the down the the, 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 the tunnel to the dressing room. You're blaming the player then. Let's let's totally. just get this right. What, You're blaming what? the player totally. How the hell did they make him captain in the first place with that sort of character? It's not the player's fault. He's captain. It's the player's fault. No, it's not like the player's that. fault. He's captain. It's the captain of the. If a manager of a world-class football club, which apparently is what Arsenal is, is is what they used to be. Okay, if a manager of a world-class football cannot <clears throat> pick his own captain, he has to ballot the players. Come on, that's a dereliction of duty. The situation in that, you know, in, in that situation. There's a world of difference between an Englishman's opinion of a captain of a side and a, f and a foreign uh, manager's opinion of, of, the, of the role that the captain should play. That's why so many uh, foreign sides have got about four captains in the, in the first team squad. And but basically... The problem is with Arsenal is they've got no captains. The problem is that with Arsenal is that they've got no manager with the guts to say to somebody, Oi, that is unacceptable. We're going to have this discussion on bonfire night. I'm saving this to bonfire night when it's just me and thee. Right, next Tuesday. We're going to have a Premier League discussion. We're going to pull the Premier League apart. Is it bonfire night next Tuesday? Yes, it's the 5th of November. It's on the same date every year. <laughs> I'm joking. That means I'm going to miss mischief night on Monday. You've been here. He's... <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Mischief night was tonight. No, Mischief Night is the night before Bonfire Night. I no, thought it was the night before Halloween. I'm with you, I'm, I'm with you Alexis. No, I've just seen a load of children wandering around the streets. Have they? And they shouldn't be, because you thought Active for Today would have put something on for them. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, the, um... <laughs> wonderful voice that you are now in, of course, is Alexis, not the, um... The Supremo <laughs> at Active for Today. Where do you put your car keys at home? Um... I ha hang them up <laughs> so we know where they are. I clearly married the wrong woman. <laughs> That's what Lucy's been saying for 37 years. <laughs> <laughs> dear, oh dear. Oh, um, dear. <laughs> it's a very busy time of year for, for Alexis <clears throat> and the team. It's, um, it's a sports wars, which is absolutely wonderful for us because we just sort of six sit back here and then go and make fools of ourselves for a week in, in December trying to present them. All the hard work is done by Alexis and the team and we're just sort of front of ours taking all the praise, which, you know, is pretty much how it should be. I, th I think, actually, I disagree with you there, there Mick, because um, your contribution shouldn't be underestimated either, so we're grateful for Radio Note for supporting us. Well, but we're... also, all the hard work is actually going on in the community out, out there in the in the clubs so all we're doing is shouting about it um and trying to recognize those people that that deserve um a bit of a, a bit of recognition so they're the they're the real hard workers as far as i'm concerned yes they most certainly are and we, what we want to do is give them that recognition so one last chance folks because um the the um the door does shut it slams closed at midnight tomorrow night, doesn't I, it? I didn't realise there's only 24 hours left. Yeah. That's October, just disappeared in the blink of an eye. It, but, I mean, what happened to the other months as well? Is it because you're getting old that our time just goes bang? It, it is. Unbelievable. It's old age. So, yes. So, in 12 minutes, 
you've lost your car keys, <laughs> you didn't know when Mischief Nice was, and you've finally realised that there's 31 uh, days in October. That's uh, part of my missionary work after moving down here many years ago. Tony, trust me, the missionary work comes from us to you. I, I didn't realise that down here people didn't know that Mischief Night was the night before... Uh, uh, bonfire night uh, and up in yorkshire in, in, is, is, is october not 31 days in 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 yorkshire mischief night is on the 4th of november you know what <sighs> so cold because that was the night the gun the gun the gunpowder plot was was hatched oh well and the gunpowder plot checking it now the gunpowder plot was organized by a lad from york so i think yeah. we know what we're talking about I'm a Googler. Okay, what? Well, while Alexis Googles that, I need to answer your question. What? The gunpowder plot was organised by a lad from York. He made a mess of it. He tried to blow up he made, should have been yes. a national hero. Yes, but he made a mess of it. I wish he was around these days. No Can comment. Can I just say, Google says, 30th of October, sometimes 4th of November in brackets. So we're both right. We're all right. So you can have the brackets, we're right. <laughs> Sell for that. If you're old enough, you're, <laughs> if, you're, if you're old enough, you'll remember hinge and bracket. <laughs> right. Well, I'll that's my schedule. For that's my schedule. Five minutes out already. <laughs> right. You be quiet. Okay. Alexis. Who are you talking to? I'm oh, sorry. You. Okay. Um, there is 24 hours left. <laughs> there is. Despite his help. There is 24 hours left. We've set the panel date for. Um, um, it's either a week on Monday or a week on Tuesday. I've got to confirm that, but it's not long to go. We've got tomorrow until midnight tomorrow night where we'll then summarise all the applications on Friday um, and get everything ready for the panel um, to make sure they've got all the information in front of them to make a, a decision um, and the nominations that we've got vary they, I've, I've got a few of them in front of me and we're not saying we're not going to talk about any no, of them no, right. but yeah. speaking generally you making, you've got that have you, in there we're not mentioning names well I can't look over Sean and I, I can't read in these glasses okay right so, um, speaking generally, having not looked at great, great lot of detail of them, because I don't want to be, um, uh, I don't want to look at it until we see the, the, the panel. Um, but there could be somebody that's representing um, Great Britain, but there also could be somebody that's um, doing something locally. So, just because somebody's on an international stage doesn't mean to say that. Um, their their achievements are any greater or any better than somebody that's only represented on a local stage so it really comes down to the con the, the content of the nomination and there's an opportunity to put five top achievements for every nomination plus then 200 words so if you're smart you wouldn't duplicate the information that you're putting in your five achievements to tell us tell us even more tell us as much as you can within that um within that online form if anybody can't get online in the last um day or so please give us a ring and we can send you out a word document or even take it over the phone if that's simpler you see this is this is the the quandary that people have you know you say well you know we've got a world-class whatever and Al, Freddie, Johnny, Albert, whatever, has only done it in Newark. But, I mean, it's all proportional, isn't it? It's all relative to that person. That's the word I was looking for. That person <laughs> or that, that individual, that team, that club, that volunteers. It's all relative to their own um, sporting pathway. So, f 
for some sports, which is often very difficult to judge, some sporting pathways up to the elite level is very, very, very difficult because the competition at the grassroots level is 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 large, it's big. Um, so if we take football as an example, to make it professionally onto the elite level, it's 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 a big deal. Whereas other sports that haven't got the the, the big grassroots structure um and the pathway up to the elite level if you've got the if you've got the um mental ability and physical ability you're going to get there um but each sport is very different so we have to take that into consideration at the panel when we start telling any of these names and this of course we'll, we'll go overboard um after they've been announced with the rest of the names and the nominations um again this year alexis um the ones that even i know about and you've got the list that I'm not allowed to see and that is quite right um, even the ones that I, I know about and would expect to be on that list I do think Newark we keep saying it punches above its weight because you know we've got internationals from juniors to to adults we've got people youngsters helping out at clubs and you're going to go through the list for, for me in a few minutes mm. uh, youngsters helping out at clubs You've been doing this now for... 16 years. 16 years. Um, you started when you were five. I know. I look good, don't uh, I? It's creeping, <laughs> creep, creeping now. This is how he's going to work his way back in with Lucy <laughs> later. Um, Just practice. Um, are you still amazed as you was when you started it, of the quality yes. of sport in, in and around Newark and Sherwood? Yes, or most definitely. Um, that there are... The local clubs and the opportunities there for people to excel and whether that's being a coach or whether it's a volunteer or whether it's an athlete or within a team there are so many opportunities out there across the whole district to take part in sport with some very 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 committed and dedicated coaches that are very highly trained that do it in do it in their own time how many hours and hours and hours of work or unpaid uh, contribution to sport there are in one single club like the hockey club or the rugby club I mean you, you just trying to quantify that amount of voluntary hours blows your mind um, and they wouldn't do it without the love love of the sport um, and possibly being an athlete themselves in the past and then they come back round or still competing themselves we're going to go through the list um, when we spoke today at not fast and then after we've been through the list I want you to tell me the changes that you've seen in those 13 years that you've been doing these sports waters. What's changed in Newark sport, Newark and, Dis- Newark and Sherwood sport, else I'll get told off, Newark and Sherwood sport, for the better, and maybe not for the better. There you are. Give something to think about. OK, it is Wednesday. It's 20 past seven. It's not fast time, so that means Dave's going to tell everybody of a very cold... A very wet weekend for the Yellow Army. Dave, all yours. I'm indeed. Good evening, Meg. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so uh, only a few races over the last weekend. Um, Start out with the Parklands. We have 19 members over six different Parklands. Um, Going into the competitive distance races, uh, Piotr Dura was in Wales for the Snowdonia Marathon. He completed that in 5 hours 7.15. A little bit more locally, we had four members in uh, Harby, just up the road, 
for a very muddy and a very wet Harby Clockback Trail 10K. Uh, I ran in 56.40, followed by Eva Marhofer in 1 hour 2.34, Alice Alsop 1 hour 2.35, and Annette Taylor in 1 hour 13. Now, one of the bigger races over the weekend was the Workshop Halloween Half Marathon. We had 15 members taking part. First back for the club and second in his age category was Richard Hallam, 1 hour 30.46, followed by Anthony Cork, 1 hour 39. That was a, a personal best and a course PB for Anthony. Uh, Jim Lovett, 1 hour 49.55. Simon Keyworth got a new personal best in 2 hours 3.48. Maria Brambles knocked 11 minutes off her previous half marathon personal best and got back in time of 2 hours 3.08. Steve Needham, 2 hours 11.29. Faye Patterson, she got a new PB, 2 hours 16.51. Uh, Diane Kennett, 2 hours 26.01. Sue Needham, 2 hours 32.42. Debbie Harding, she got a PB, 2 hours 33.50. Madeline Comby, uh, again, a PB, that's, um, I think, 19 or 20 since June for Madeline. Uh, Jill Folks and Laura Smith, they both ran their first half marathons. Jill in 2 hours 40.37 and Laura Smith in 2 hours 43.22. Suzanne Catley, 2 hours 43.22 and Nick Harrison in 2 hours 46.08. So quite a lot of, um, lot of standouts uh, for the last weekend, Mick. Um, and I know we missed last week's radio uh, slot for Not Fast, but one of the key standouts for last week was uh, Breeze Rowlands. So she completed her sixth marathon in six months at the Yorkshire Marathon last week. So, um, yeah, there's some really good standouts. And now it's getting into the winter running season. Um, I'm expecting quite a few results in the in the coming weeks. We, we actually mentioned Breeze on... On the headlines, I took the headlines out of your report on, I think, on either Tuesday or Thursday's show. Yeah. And, um, yeah, to say that the the injuries and, and the setbacks that she's had, because it hasn't been a perfect running time for her late, the, the, the comeback is phenomenal. It is. It is indeed. Um, and, you know, there's nothing damp to spirits. Um, and I think she's getting into the, the more distance running now. Um, I know in the, in the coming months and going early into next year there's quite a few good long distance local running events um like the duke is 10 the waterways 30 the robin hood 100 um so i think there's going to be a few more of not faster in longer distances myself included I'm, i i don't know what your opinion is but i'd i'd, I'd like i mean you know they, they are going for longer distances which is probably on the back of the their interaction that yourself and striders have both got with Tom Marshall and the Tri Club, and I'd, I'd love it when everybody works together. Well, that's one of the things about having a small town where it seems everyone knows everyone else, isn't it, in Newark? Um, but when it comes to the athletics clubs and the running clubs, because it's quite a um, it's quite a close knit community, you know. Even though we have the uh, the comedy competition between the clubs, uh, we all pull together. You know, prime example is the Newark Half Marathon. You've got all the clubs working together to put on an event for the community. Um, so as much as we like to have the odd bit of banter between the clubs, we do work together well. You most certainly do, and uh, you can tell us what's happened this weekend when we talk to you again 
next Wednesday night. Lovely. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Cheers. Bye-bye. And um, again, you've been joining in, and apparently Arsenal have a fine history, but have failed to achieve for many seasons. A lot of their fans have a sense of entitlement to think that a £3,000 season ticket guarantees success. Unfortunately, in sport, absolutely nothing guarantees anything. It's as simple as that. It really is. Um, but what is guaranteed is how good Newark Sport is. And Alexis, back under that conversation with, with Dave at, at Not Fast, with Not Fast and, and Striders, and now Newark Tri Club coming on the scene, uh, and Newark AC, there's getting a wonderful interaction between all four clubs. Yes, you're a, you're a Not Fast member, but you've probably got the squares of athletic club on at, at the weekend and then you go off with tom marshall and his tri-club team to improve the longer distance and football are you listening by the way isn't it great when what is supposedly rival clubs can put that to one side and work together and that's one of the things we'll get back to in a few minutes that's one of the things i think has improved in the 13 years that clubs can actually work together now instead of spit feathers at each other Absolutely. I think that's one thing that we'd always, always try and encourage. It doesn't matter that they're the same sport. It can be sports working together. And that's where bringing clubs together through the Newcastle Sports Council, the Southwell Sports Forum, there's a similar group in Ollerton, who actually have got the area that brings them together. It's not the, it's not the same sport that brings them together. So there's a, there's a couple of different... Um, motivations I guess that will bring clubs together to work together the athletics clubs yeah. being originally the bringing the half marathon back a yeah. few years ago the amount that they the amount that the clubs do for the Newark Park Run and the Junior Park Run is phenomenal and those two events that were started obviously the Saturday morning one started a few years ago has been running running <laughs> um, so well all with volunteers who are passionate about sport and passionate about providing people with activities. So they wouldn't happen without all those local runners and those local athletes. Um, Fiona, who used to work with you and yep. plays hockey for, or still does yeah. for, for Southall, um, I was talking to her the other month and she's now at Gedlin and she'll say oh i wish we'd got running clubs like they got in newark <laughs> she was yep. totally bemoaning the fact somewhere as high population is gedlin and we just left them standing i know but gedlin has got quite a big population but it's such a small area it's not got the expanse like newark and sherwood has um so in newark and sherwood we can justify having two part runs running with sherwood pines and newark but actually in gedlin there's so much choice for gedlin residents that um it's it's a bit difficult but yeah fiona she was the person that brought it together uh, all those yeah. years ago when she worked with us so um she she brought the clubs together and and is still involved so uh yeah well done fiona uh, exactly well <laughs> well done fiona i think she's absolutely lovely unless she's playing for south or against new york <laughs> <at hockey. laughs> uh, you were listening to radio note sport with our friends at smith's timber and don't forget all these shows are podcasts you simply go to the radio Newark website find podcasts ignore all the others look for sport and listen away to your to your favourites and just before we actually start um, on this list another um, favourite lady shall we say is on Girls Around Town on Sunday I've only met the lady once and I really enjoyed listening to her 
And she is... Cliddiff? Billsfort Runners? Billsfort Runners. Billsfort Runners. Really? Claire, is it Claire Babington? I can't remember. Yes, you remember the one, the, oh, tro- the, the famous trophy. night the when Helen forgot the trophy and yes. left Tony and left Tony Roberts yeah. to sink. Brilliant! That was an absolutely cracking night. But she's on the girls around town. Oh, on, so um, it's the Still only around. it's the only week where June is not going to get a word in edgeways. I think <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Right, we have twelve awards. Eleven categories. We have eleven categories, um, and. Um, one last chance, one day to go, and there's still time to do it. Alexis will tell you how to in a minute. All yours. I will just say we've got we we like to see that we've got a good number of nominations in each category, and I know that it's it, the people are out there, and mm. I want to reassure people that putting in a nomination isn't an onerous task. It's it's quite simple, and if people are finding it. Um, difficult online please give us a ring and we'll do it for you over the phone we'll type it and you can just dictate it to us we'll make it as simple as possible but there are a couple of categories that we've got um a couple of gaps so i would like to appeal to all of those people out there um for the junior and senior team categories um they we need more and I know they're out there. I know there's been some team, great team efforts over the last season. So the season that we're looking at is the autumn-winter season of eighteen nineteen, and then the summer sports season of 2019. This just gone. So that's the, that's the, the, the year that we're looking for. Um, so I know there's some senior teams that have done really, really well. Or there might be some that have just developed over that team over the year and and really pulled themselves together to even just finish the season it could be any any number of achievements it doesn't it doesn't have to be that you've won something necessarily um so yes we've got the junior categories the warwick lane junior sports person the junior team junior disabled sports sports person and then the sam white junior volunteer so they're the four junior categories um, and then the senior categories, senior team, senior sports person, senior disabled sports person, volunteer and coach. And then the two that are, are um, slightly different, which is the club. So has a club really, really done something and achieved something in the last year that really stands out that actually they won't probably do for another five or ten years? What have you achieved that's really put your club on the map during the season? And then there is the role of honour. And this one is also slightly different in that it doesn't have to be the achievements of the last playing season. It could be over 50 years. It could be the last two years. It doesn't matter. It's something that really stands out um, as being outstanding. Um, and that's our role of honour. And as Alexis quite like point, I mean, that is... I mean, everyone is important as the other, but... Um, to get your name on the roll of honour um, in the sports centre for you now as well. Yeah, I went down and checked myself the other day. It is there. Um, you won't believe me, would you? <laughs> <laughs> went trying to get my grandson booked in for your fitness suite, um, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, and it was there. Yes, slightly, slightly delayed, but. It's um, been there for a year. Yes. It's been there since it's, last year. It has, so it was only delayed one year then, wasn't it? Yeah. We're agreeing on that, aren't we? No. 
<laughs> I don't think we would be. <laughs> so just going back to your points about clubs working together, you asked me earlier while um, we were off air about um, where are my sidekicks, and that is a prime example to tell you what they're doing tonight, that Dave and Kelly are at a meeting in Southwell and they've brought, invited all of the bowling clubs, as in long green bowls, um, together to share ideas and understand where their gaps are or understand how we can help them. I think think there's 12 clubs in the district and they've got seven representatives going tonight. It's one of those sports which goes totally under the radar. And there's so much participation... However, there are we've met with two or three recently who really need some help. So that's where this meeting has come from, to say. We've met with them individually. Well, let's now pull them all together and the see pro- what we can share. The, the problem is it's almost a perception that it's an old person's game, isn't it? And, and it's not. Yeah, I, I, I know it's not. But, you know, if, if you said bowls, oh, yeah, that's for old people. And that's what you've got. That's what the first thing they've got to climb over, isn't it? That perception, unfortunately, is out there. But I know after speaking to all of the bowling clubs that we've spoken to recently, over on the Sherwood side, actually, of the district, they would love to see some youngsters coming in. They would absolutely love it. I mean, we spoke, Tony, the other week to two ladies that came in from from Farndon, didn't Mm, we? mm. And they were so, so passionate about about their bowls club. But the numbers are dwindling. Um... I mean, it's a lovely little bowling green that they've got tucked away next to the cricket pavilion there. The numbers are are dwindling, and maybe because it is tucked away in that corner, I don't know. They're struggling to attract. And this is where, not just with bowls, this is where you, active for today, come into it and pass on your knowledge and advice on which direction to go, because you could run a football club a bowls club or whatever you like it doesn't mean to say that you you know the commercial side you don't know how to go out and and get people and that's why we need a third a third party and that tony is true in in any sport really it is but i, I do think that bowls is much maligned um because i didn't know anything at all about the sport other than it might be on on a sunday afternoon on bbc2 or something and then I actually went along to the, I think it was the 25th anniversary of Foundham Bowls Club, uh, to report on it for the advertiser. And they were having what they call a roll-up, where anybody can go on, on there and and then take part in the sport. So I joined in as I was doing the report, and, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it for the first time. And um, so much so that I actually joined the club. And then um, played for Foundon for, for about three years. And um, it was absolutely enthralling. I think what we'll do is we'll try and get on the bandwagon on this one, Alexis, a little bit. Right. Uh, and get your team in here and get a couple of members of the bowling clubs in there. So I know it's a busy, mm-hmm. busy, busy time for you. And it is it is for us at this time. So it may well go on the back burner until the start of the new year. But um, I think we, we need to get involved in this a little bit, don't we? And just try and, uh, try and give it a... A push from our angle as well. Absolutely, if you can, because there's lots of bowling club bowling clubs in the Newark area uh, and and wider. Like I say, I'm sure Kelly told me that they'd con- she'd contacted twelve, 
Um, and they're all at different stages. Some have got lots of members, some have got dwindling numbers of members. The one that we met with a few weeks ago, they're having to put their hand in their own pocket to keep the green at a playable standard and feeding it and looking after it and cutting it and, and the amount of care and dedication that comes after looking after a bowling green is immense and like I say they are they're needing more and more members but they're reluctant to put the prices up because that might then exclude some members yeah. so but then they're having to put like I say put their hand in their own pocket to to look after it and maintain it to the standard that they need to so it's it's really difficult it needs it needs and and i'm 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 thinking here of of the grove squash club because their profile rose once they came in here and once you've supplied two fantastic class fronted courts but the profile of the club once had been seen with those there and what those doing has shot beyond belief and that's what we've got to do Uh, as representatives of sport in newark with the little bowls clubs like I use Farnham again who's tucked away behind a hedge inside of the old A46 and nobody knows that he's there but they do wonderful cake and tea you know I mean you know <laughs> and that it that that motivates some people to go absolutely and, that, and that's what we find with that that audience is that or that that age group if you like that it's not about not only about playing the game it's about the social activity and the social side. So even though lawn bowls might have finished for their season, all of these clubs keep engaged throughout the winter until the first weekend in May when they get back out there. Um, and it's a social thing as, as any, so much more um, than the, the actual physical activity and playing the game. Before we finish, we're going to go through the how, how, how you sort of put the nomination in and everything but just very quickly this question i did ask you because I'm, I'm intrigued to find your thoughts on this one the changes good or bad in, in 13 years you've been doing it no it's longer than that i was gonna say it's <laughs> it's, it's 13 years since you've si- been number one since sports since we did the sports awards we yes. first did sports awards in 2006 and i started in very late of 1999 so I'm actually, yeah, 20 years nearly I've been doing this. Long time. And despite what Tony says, I still don't think you you look old <laughs> I, enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I say, I started when I was five. Um, <laughs> so the things that have changed, I think I think school sport has gone full circle. Um, there's so many opportunities for school sport, although there, there was a lot of investment in the um, early 2000s uh, for school sport through their school sport coordinators program which has then morphed into the school games program uh, where the competition pathway is there um, that linking into certain clubs certainly in the Newark area um, is very very positive so there's lots of clubs that link into that schools network which ultimately get the benefit with the juniors coming through on junior um, training but that comes down to also the volunteers that are involved because a lot of volunteers have full-time jobs or shift working and they they it's difficult to support the school stuff during the daytime so yeah um opportunities for school kids definitely we heard last week that newark rugby club are actually taking initiative on their own back because the rfu won't support it and richard byram and his team are actually going into primary schools and doing touch rugby after after school to get 
the youngsters because because they they knew at rugby club it's fo- the focused on the fact that the production line has gone when the Magnus went, even though the Magnus and the Academy are now playing rugby mm. again. But that production line of players had finished, and them themselves. And that's I do love to see when clubs like that. Uh, okay, you need the personnel to do it. I don't know, and I realise that, but it's great to see when clubs like that do it. But I think that's one thing that has changed is the clubs are having to work so much harder to get the kids to come through because, unfortunately, there are so many other options for young people in their own time. So many other dis- other distractions than sport. There's so m- there's so much choice out there for them to fill their spare time. And sport is how unfortunately has been marginalised. It's not the only option for them anymore. It, it's so far the clubs, from it now, isn't it? clubs are having to work harder to get them in. And again, from active for today's point of view, I mean, uh, I know you, you you're there to help, assist, and advise. You know, I mean, if you look at the whole whole system, Newark Rugby Club has got a fantastic facility, but now it's only fit for kayaking this week, <laughs> which is exactly the same as that wonderful new cricket pitch at Newark Cricket Club. It's you know, you can go fishing on the square. Um, FlowServe are doing things that we've never ever seen in Newark before. But the background is they're playing football on what could conceivably be a building site. They've got they've got the, their own problems. Bolton Cricket Club are, are playing on a council, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic what's done on there. But the fact still remains it's a council owned it's a council owned owned cricket pitch. The number of football pitches are. are are dwindling i mean that's if you want to be negative if you want to be positive we've got a brand new sports and fitness center we've got the we've got the sports we've got the sports village we've got footballers and cricketers playing to the highest level that Mm. they've ever it totally depends if you're half full or half empty absolutely and the facilities is always a bone of contention but i will say that the it comes down to demand and is there a demand to have great, great masses of facilities? And gone are the days where um, Sport England or governing bodies will give out money based on you build, they build it and they will come. Mm. That doesn't happen, doesn't anymore. happen anymore. There's got to be a proven demand that a facility is required. You've got to prove that it, it that the people are there. Right, coming up, somebody who's uh, working his hardest to get some facilities back, and we're going to go um, to talk to Matt, to Le- uh, Matt Revel at Claypole. But before we do that, Tony, a piece of breaking news for you. Mm-hmm. Derby County have sacked Captain Richie Keogh a month after sustained, he sustained knee ligament injuries in a crash that led to the arrest of two of his teammates. He's made 356 appearances for the Sheep after joining them from Coventry in 2012, and the Championship Club has said a statement in a statement that Keogh's contract had been terminated with immediate effect for gross misconduct. The two lads that was driving the cars are back playing again. Make your own mind up. Okay, a story we've been um, keeping our eyes on all year, really, is what's going off at Claypole. If you recall, um, the cricket pitch was deemed unfit when massive, great sort of cracks appeared in it um, due to the previous summer's hot weather. And um, anyway, Matt Revel can tell us exactly what is going off because i think progress is being made matt welcome back to radio Note sport thank you for having me um tell us is progress being made well uh with the pitch yes and no so we're still waiting for the contractors to come back with a date when it's happening the funds are there the parish council has got completely behind the club 
But what has happened and is a really great story is the community is really getting behind uh, Claypool Cricket Club. It's not just the cricket club now. It's more about the how we're going to interact with the community. Uh, we've got a fundraising committee. These these are just normal members of Claypole that want to get back to getting sport back to Claypole. We're going to start um, with a race night that we've got on the 16th of November. So I'm going to plug it now to get it out of the way. So it's £5 a ticket. There is a huge raffle and we've got auctions happening on our social media pages now. We are raising money to get junior cricket back to Claypole and we are uh, going to get the equipment that we need to make sure that Claypole Cricket Club will be a success for the future. So we are really pushing the fundraising. So, uh, yeah, it's going well. Uh, at the moment, we're out of 120 tickets uh, that we had available. Uh, we've sold nearly 80 of them. And we've still got a couple of weeks to go, so they are selling fast. And you're still working with the um, local council? Yeah, Paris Council are fully backed us. Uh, they're helping us with uh, putting grants towards equipment, you know, we couldn't ask for it. It's completely turned around in the last two years. Um, I, I've got to say a thank you to John and Claire at the Parish Council and all the Parish Councillors because they've just taken the club back into their hearts. And same with Claypole Community. They've really helped us. Um, even if, you know, the performances on the pitch won't be as great, but we're bringing Claypole Cricket Club back to Claypole in 2021 and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. The, the right people are helping us and they've got behind us. So, yeah, really, really positive about it. A good news story, Matt. You're going to keep us up to date and informed with all progress and we're going to keep chatting to you because it's something that we're really keen on on this show, get sport back into the villages. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully one day we're going to have say that we've got a, a football facility. We've, you know, we've got a football team back. We've got the cricket team back. Uh, we've got a youth set up, and again, we are. I'm serious about it. I'm going to get walking clip cricket into Claypole. Uh, just that it means that we've got all areas covered. We've got the elderly as well as the junior cricket. Because uh, you know, after winning the World Cup, um, we've got to use that as a momentum to kick kick cricket back into the spotlight. Matt, thank you very much. Um... There's somebody in the studio who's actually peering over every word that you, that, that you have said, but we'll, yeah, we'll um, come back to that one. Matt, thank you very much. As I say, please keep us informed because we're supporting you all the way on this. And thank you very much for all the support you've given us. The, uh, allowing me to come onto the show is, is really helping our cause going forward. Anytime, anytime, because it's uh, fantastic and you're doing so well. Thank, thank, thank you very much, Matt. Thank you very much. Thanks, bye. bye. Um, I know it's outside your area, and unfortunately it's outside your area, or probably fortunately, because there'd be a lot more work to do. But um, <laughs> Well, it doesn't sound like there is, they're no, doing it without it. Isn't so. that what you've just did? You were smiling away to yourself. That, that's exactly what I want to hear, um, that clubs and villages are coming together and realising that there's something that that club can offer for the village. It's not just necessarily cricket, although that's the main motivation because the cricketers are, are pushing it, but... That's fantastic. Walking cricket, bit of a plug. There's a session on a Thursday at New York Sports and Fitness Centre. So during the winter months, come to our session. It keeps you in the loop. But you could do that. To walking fab, cricket. Fab session. I, I can't walk. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we noticed that's why you're late. You tonight. can stand it just flashing your arms about as an umpire or something. <laughs> that'd take, but that'll take it up a notch. That's a bit too serious. She's seen you umpire before. <laughs> I mean, if, if I had to say one 
thing in my sort of while I've been there that sport in the villages does tend to have gone the wrong direction. Um, I can remember when there was a new district league on a Saturday afternoon for men and we used to play in, you know, Simos as it was, they played out at Elston and places like that and Farndon don't have an adult team on a Sunday anymore. That's the one negative, I suppose. Um, and But we need to promote... And I think villages are actually now getting... They're coming back a to community it, aren't they? side of it, aren't they? I think the, the difference is, is people's work, especially adults, people's attitudes around sport and taking part in sport have changed. So long gone are the cricket, unfortunately, is one of those sports that actually at a weekend, some people haven't can't spare four or five hours on a Saturday and Sunday afternoon to commit to commit to those games. They're working, they've got family commitments, and those attitudes towards it have changed. So. Um, it, it's difficult but also people are prepared to travel to go and play sport so mm. actually they won't stay locally in the village anymore they'll travel into nottingham or they'll travel mm. this wherever. is what you see so, at, at, at low fields i mean they're a great bunch of lads don't get me wrong they are wonderful people and they're so friendly and so nice but they ain't apart from probably four of them they ain't from newark and, and that's okay that i'm not knocking that but that's people will travel to play sport if they can get the higher level of sport which is why i think in particularly junior sport we have to look at the kids and get them involved in villages absolutely yeah that's where it starts and i will just mention my two children because i I know they're listening and i got into trouble when i went home last time that i didn't mention them um and getting them involved in sport is is important to me so where are they then in sport what do they who do they Uh, um, it's getting you forgot, have you? No, um, Lucy's really into hockey, and that comes down from school involvement and Mrs. Smith getting involved in hockey. So she really likes playing hockey and is. Was here at Newark? Yes, yeah, she goes she's on Newark. Sunday. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Thomas really likes football. Um, unfortunately, training's been cancelled tonight. Um, I don't think the pitch is doing very well, but yes, he likes football. He's only six, but he likes playing. Um, it's taken him a while to get past stopping in the middle of the game and watching the trains go by. I never did but, get past that. But <laughs> but that's a child. That's a child, isn't it? There's like, too many distractions going on. So. Train football. Train will win every single time. <laughs> go on, say something. No, no, you carry on. You're burying yourself. <laughs> no, absolutely, no, absolutely not. I no. Um, that's. Yeah. Football comes second to railways. Joyce has done. <laughs> right, um, let's get back to the important part of the night because there are 24 hours for that door slams shut. How do you nominate somebody? And let's be honest. It's less than that time for that door slams shut. <laughs> I've talked to you in the past. I've talked to you in the past about these nomination forms. If you can't spare five or ten minutes to nominate an individual or a team, don't bother. We need the. We need. We need passion we need people who want to do it and if these teams or individuals go out there every single weekend and do their bit what's 10 minutes come on absolutely and like i say you can do it online on our on our website activefortoday.co.uk um for the nomination form it's really simple to fill in however like i say give us a call tomorrow on 655701 and you can dictate the information over the phone and we will type it in for you if that's proving too difficult to get online happy to do that at this last short notice um attempt to build some of those numbers in the categories like i say junior team and senior team 
um, or I know there's teams out there that have done um, extremely well in the last season and, and certainly deserve a nomination. The nomination process and the profile of that is is immense and it, it, that can't be underestimated either it's not necessarily always about the winning and the and the runners up being identified as a nomin- as a as a team or an individual that's nominated you're going to get in the list and you're going to get your profile raised if that of that club member or that school or that sport particularly and think about what's going to happen on saturday rugby's going to go wild aren't they cricket they're already seeing what the world cup has done for the sport locally fingers crossed that's going to happen for rugby after this weekend just going back to your your two children, Lu- Lucy, you said, didn't you? How old, and Lucy is? Lucy's nine. Lucy's nine. Thomas is six. And Thomas is six. Okay. So next time you come and see us, you can bring them in with you. And they can tell and they can tell us why they love sports so much. So, right. Lucy and Thomas, <laughs> if you're listening to this, Mum's going to bring you into the studio and you can be on Radio Newark. It won't be for a few weeks. But next time Mum comes in, may well be nearly Christmas or just after. Do you want to borrow my cattle prod? <laughs> you can come in as well, because I want to know why you want to play for Newark Hockey Club and who's Thomas playing for? Warriors. And why Thomas is playing at, 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 at Warriors. And Lucy, I have to say it, you're going to have to work very hard to be a better hockey player than your mother. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I must admit, I, we, she went to a, a tournament with Tim and everybody the other week. I had to restrain myself. I was, yeah, I, I was. <laughs> Come on, get your sticks! I was passionate, very passionate, and I, yeah. I, no, I just, that would yeah. be a story, Tony, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, passionate about the game, definitely, and uh, yeah, really good to see what New Hockey Club are doing. It is. Right, so it is Sports Awards time and I'm going to bang on about it again. Get those nominations in. We've got oodles of them, but let's have some more. Come on, Newark and Sherwood. As Tony, as I tell you every night, we we never cease to be amazed by the level, the standard, the commitment that we've got out there. So, uh, you know, let's make... um, Let's make these award ceremonies what what they are and a fantastic a fantastic night, fantastic four nights, mm. a fantastic four nights because that's um oh what it is. Looking forward to it, mate. I'm looking forward to it. Our yes. sporting heroes will be there. Our sporting heroes and me and Tony. <laughs> bring the box of chocolates as well. I always bring the heroes. It's kind of like a symbolic. Uh, I thought gift we, I now. Thought, I thought we was a hero. Well, okay, yeah. Alexis, time's running out. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks to, to Matt and to Dave on the telephone um, tomorrow night. It's the Thirsty Football Show, which of course is going to be memories. It's the weekly flow serve. It's town talk. It's the worldies and the wallies. Oh, Tony, um, and it's uh, <laughs> all the fun of the games coming up now, though. Doug Hall, the fantastic Doug Hall, and the 60s show. Good night. <laughs>